Hey, Generation Church, we welcome you and invite you to encounter Jesus with us. We believe that through him, we will encounter love and discover our purpose. So take a seat, lean in, and let this message fortify your faith. Well, today I'm excited. We have a, a very special speaker. Um, hasn't shared for a while, but I know he is ready and and uh, ready uh, and is he's cocked and ready to fire. So let's give a big hand to uh, Evangelist Dan as he comes and shares uh, the message today. Great. I've got a message for you all today. It's funny that, um, you know, there seems to be part of a theme today. There's been a few themes running through the service today. One of them is joy. And um, I had told Pastor Sam when we talked about me coming and speaking, I said, this is going to be a joyful celebration of Jesus today. So would you like a joyful celebration of Jesus today? Well, let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you all the glory and praise and honor and power and strength and dominion and riches and majesty forever and ever. God, we ask you to release right now a spirit of joy in this room, a sense of an overcomer that we know deep down things that we could never know because you're pouring it into our spirit right now, that you're giving us a revelation of Jesus Christ like we've never received before. And we're going to be so excited what you reveal to us through your holy anointed word today. And everybody said, amen. Amen. All right. Do we have slides? Let's, let's get one up there. All right. So, so this is the divine nature of Christ. And another way to say that is that Jesus is God. Amen. Jesus is God. Um, you know, as I shared with Pastor Sam, you know, there was a, a survey done last year, and they came out with an article, and they said that 30% of all evangelical Christians, that's just, you know, people like us who believe that you can be saved by grace, 30%, that's almost one out of every three, do not believe that Jesus is God. That's, that's pretty shocking. Y'all know Liz Parker, I shared that with her a while back, and you should have heard the gasp that came out of her mouth, and uh, her eyes got really big, and she just had this look of total, utter shock, and that's the, the response that we should have, because that is not acceptable. It's understandable, you know, if a complete heathen just got saved five minutes ago, that they don't know anything, okay? So they don't, is Jesus God? I don't know, what do you say? You know, that's totally understandable. But one out of every three people who claim to be evangelical Christians saying that they don't believe that Jesus is God, is that a problem? Would you say that this uh, probably needs to get preached in every church in America? Maybe a few times. Well, it's my joy to preach it to you, and it's your joy to celebrate it with me. Amen? All right, so, so what I have for you mostly today is uh, I've been working on this actually for about 18 years. Just every time I hear a scripture on this topic, I add it to my list. And I have accumulated so many scriptures on this, 
that if I were to preach it all to you today, it would take the entire day. You'd have to bring a sack lunch and make a day of it. So, so don't worry. This is just tip of the iceberg, what I'm sharing with you today. So don't worry. You'll make it to the Cracker Barrel on time. And what I have is uh, mostly an Old Testament scripture followed by a New Testament scripture showing the Old Testament saying who God is, and then you see in the New Testament it says the exact same thing about Jesus. And then, you know, after a few of those, you start to get the idea. So, and these are not in any particular order. This, this is important to understand you know, have you ever heard of something called a cult, C-U-L-T, cult? There are cults out there. They are specifically designed to mimic Christianity so that they can lure in weak people who think they're going to a Christian church, but they're actually going to something that's the exact opposite. Cults do not want anyone to understand or believe that Jesus is God. Because if you believe that Jesus is God, then you know that you can crack the Bible open and where it says, everyone who calls on his name shall be saved, well then you can just haul off and just get saved. And if you do that, then you don't need no stinking cult, do you? So then what are the cult leaders gonna do now? How are they supposed to get their power trip now? You're gone because you got saved. So it's a big secret in the cults. They don't want anyone to think that Jesus is God. So they go way, way out of their way to make sure that no one believes that. We need to be going way out of our way to make sure the whole world knows who Jesus is. Amen? Have you ever heard of something called the Book of Revelation? What's getting revealed in the book of Revelation? Jesus is God. That's what. The Bible says at the end of things, the whole world will mourn at that revelation because they're going to look up in the sky and they're going to see him. And they're going to say, man, we're busted. We rejected him. Now we know who he is. Right? It's, that's the revelation. They're going to know that Jesus is God. So it's my joy to proclaim it today with you. So this first little point here, uh, God will not share his glory with anyone. We were just singing a song this morning about that, right? All the glory to Jesus Christ, isn't that what we're saying? Well, this scripture that we're looking at here Isaiah 42, verse 8, I am the Lord, that is my name. My glory I will not give to another. So if the Lord is not Jesus, then we better not give Jesus any glory. But if the Lord is Jesus, then we better give him all the glory, just like we were singing this morning, amen? So that word Lord, L-O-R-D, is the tetragram yod heh vav -Hey, and that is Jehovah God, also called Yahweh, also called 
Yehovah and various other transliterations, but this is God. He's the Almighty One. He says, I am Jehovah God. That is my name and my glory I will not give to another. So does God plus someone else get the glory? It's God and only God gives the glory, right? So now on the next slide, we have John chapter 17, verse 5, and Jesus says, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. So either Jesus is a total liar or he's God. Amen? All right. Next little point. God is the first and the last. Isaiah chapter 44, verse 6. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. So there's not first and the last number one over here and then another first and the last number two over here. There's only one first and the last, and he is God, and there is none other. Amen? And that also is the tetragram yod He vav He or Jehovah God. He's the one speaking. And then in the next slide, in the book of Revelation, in chapter 1, verse 11, Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. So Jesus is saying, I am the Lord. I am the King of Israel. I am the Redeemer. I am the Lord of hosts. I am the first and I am the last. Besides me, there is no God. I am the Alpha and I am the Omega. I would say that Jesus is God. How about you? Yeah. All right. Only 40 more pages to go. This next slide, I don't have a, an Old Testament to go with it because it's Alpha and Omega, and of course those are Greek letters, and you're not going to find Greek letters in the Old Testament. But I wanted to include this one because I wanted to talk about what is Alpha and Omega. This is Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and was and who is to come, the Almighty. That word Lord there is the Greek word kairios, which means the supreme authority, God. And the word Almighty is the Greek word patrokator, which means the omnipotent God. Omnipotent means your power is without any limits at all. You have infinite power. So Jesus is saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the beginning. I am the end. I am the Lord. I am the Kyrios. I am the supreme authority. I am God. I am who is and who was and who is to come. I am the Almighty. I am the Pantocrator. I am the omnipotent God. That's who I am. That's who your Jesus is. Amen? Amen. 
All right, now this next slide doesn't have a scripture on it, but it's just a kind of a review of what we just now looked at. Follow the logic on this. Old Testament says first and the last is clearly God. New Testament says first and last is clearly Jesus. New Testament says Alpha and Omega is clearly the first and the last, which is clearly God in the Old Testament. The New Testament says Alpha and Omega is also the supreme authority, God, the omnipotent God. The New Testament says Alpha and Omega is clearly Jesus, therefore Jesus is clearly God. Amen? All right, next, God of gods, Lord of lords, King of kings, Deuteronomy chapter 10, verse 17, for the Lord your God is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome. And then, and that's, that's also the word Lord there, again, is the tetragram, yod Hey, vav Hey. We're going to see that one a lot but we're going to see a, a couple other Hebrew names of God in this presentation. All right, so Jehovah God is God of gods and Lord of lords. Now we get on the next slide there to 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 15. This is speaking of Jesus, of course. That's the context there in 1 Timothy. So the he and the his is talking about Jesus, which Jesus will manifest in Jesus' own time, Jesus, who is the blessed and only potentate, potentate being a ruler that is supreme, that has no one to answer to. He is a sovereign, high ruler at the highest level. Jesus is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So if Jehovah God is God of gods and Lord of lords and Jesus is the, the, the blessed and only potentate King of kings and Lord of lords, then who is Jesus? He's God. Amen. All right. Next, all things were made by God and for God. Proverbs 16, verse 4, the Lord has made all for himself. That word Lord again is yod heh vav heh Jehovah God. So who made all? God. Who did he make it for? Himself. He didn't make anything for me. He didn't make anything for you, but he made me and you for him. Amen? The Lord, God, Jehovah, has made all things for himself. Then we look at the next slide, Colossians chapter 1, verse 16. All things were created through him, Jesus, and for who? Jesus. I would say Jesus is God. How about you? Next, only God forgives and only God heals. Psalm 103, verses 2 and 3. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. So who's the forgiver and the healer? God is. The Lord, that happens to be yod heh vav -Hey again. Jehovah God is the one who does all the forgiving and all the healing. 
Now we get to Luke chapter 5 on the next slide, verses 20 and 21. Then he, Jesus, saw their faith, and he, Jesus, said to them, Man, your sins are forgiven you. So there's Jesus forgiving sins. But the person that Jesus is speaking to was a paralytic who was being instantaneously healed as Jesus spoke those words. So you can't get more uh, uh, forgiver and healer than that, can you? I would say Jesus is the Lord God Almighty. How about you? All right, next we have only God is in charge of the book of life. Exodus chapter 32, verse 33, And the Lord said to Moses, Whoever sinned against me, I will blot him out of my book. And that is yod vav Jehovah God speaking. And then in the next slide, we have Revelation chapter 3, verse 5. He who overcomes shall be clothed in white garments, and I will not blot his name from the book of life. That's Jesus speaking. So who's in charge of the book of life? Is it Jehovah God or is it Jesus? Or is Jesus Jehovah God? Yeah. All right, next. Only God searches the heart. Jeremiah chapter 10, verse 17, I, the Lord, search the heart. And that word Lord there is the tetragram, yod heh vav heh that's Jehovah God. So who searches the hearts? Jehovah God. And also, you know, in 1 Samuel 16, verse 7, that's where, uh, you know, it says uh, that uh, we look on the outward, but God looks on the heart, right? So he's, he's the searcher of hearts. And then in the next slide, we have Revelation chapter 2, verses 18 and 23. It says in verse 23, I, Jesus, am he who searches the minds and the what? The hearts. So who's the searcher of the hearts? Jesus. And who is Jesus? He is yod Hey vav Hey. He is Yahweh. He is Jehovah God. Amen? Next slide. Malachi chapter 3, verse 6, I am the Lord, I do not change. That Lord is yod heh vav heh in case you were wondering, who's speaking? And then on the next slide after that, we have Hebrews 13, 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's the same thing, isn't it? Next, we have uh, Psalm chapter 146, verse 8, the Lord, Jehovah God, opens the eyes of the blind. Well, you, we know a lot about what Jesus did with blind eyes, don't we, in the, in the Gospels, right? And that is, that is Jehovah God. Now we look at the next slide. For example, Matthew chapter 9, verse 29 through 30, then he, Jesus, touched their eyes, saying, According to your faith, let it be to you, and their eyes were opened. You know, it was, it was taught by the Jewish rabbis for thousands of years that when the Messiah comes, there's one miracle that's reserved for the Messiah, and this will be the sign that when the person appears and people start getting their eyes healed, that that one is the Messiah. And so Jesus shows up and starts healing blind eyes. And did the Pharisees like that very much? No. They did not like that this Jesus, walking around looking like an ordinary person, was God Almighty. 
See, they, they knew the same scriptures that I'm showing you today from the Old Testament. The Messiah is supposed to be yod heh vav -Hey. He's supposed to be Jehovah God. And here's this ordinary-looking person walking around. Isaiah said, Jesus, when he comes, he's, he's going to look ordinary. There's going to be nothing remarkable that, that you'll see. But they just they couldn't wrap their heads around that this guy walking around is healing blind eyes. Next. Psalm chapter 89, verse 8 and 9. O Lord, God of hosts, who is mighty like you, O Lord? Your faithfulness also surrounds you. You rule the raging of the sea. When its waves rise, you still them. You probably figure out where I'm headed with this one, haven't you? You know who stills the raging seas, don't you? And so we see that on the next slide, Matthew chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. Then Jesus arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. So the men marveled and said, Who can this be that even the winds and the sea obey him? I'm here to tell you who that be. That be Jesus. He's the Lord of lords, the King of kings, the God of gods. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He is Jehovah God. Amen? All right. Next. You'll probably not be able to figure out where I'm headed with this one either. Uh, Job uh, 9, verse 8. He alone spreads out the heavens and treads on the ways of the sea. Huh, who does that sound like? And so this time, it's not yod heh vav -Hey. This time, it's El. That's spelled E-L. And that, is, that means the Almighty One. So who treads on the ways of the sea? The Almighty One does. That's who. And then, in, um, for example, uh, on the next slide, Matthew chapter 14, verses 25 and 33. Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. Only God gets to walk on water. Peter gave it a whirl, didn't he? But he, he had Jesus right there with him, though, and that's, that's Jehovah God. If you've got Jehovah God standing next to you, you can do just about anything, amen? All right. Only Jesus walks on the water. Next, Psalm 96, verse 13. For he is coming, for he is coming to judge the earth. Who's the he? It is yod heh vav -Hey or Jehovah God. He's coming to judge the earth. So who's going to judge the earth? Jehovah God, that's who. He's the judge of the earth. And then we see in John chapter 5, on the next slide, uh, verses 22 and 23, for the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. So now who's in charge of judging the earth? Jesus. Why? Because he is Jehovah God. Amen? Yes, son of man. We're, in fact, we're going to talk about that. We'll get to that. Who said that? Yeah, we're going to talk about And, you know, even son of God is a big deal. You know, you might think that son of God means you know, that somehow he's somehow less than God. But if you're paying attention when you're reading the Gospels, you'll find out real quick that son of God, it means that you're saying that you are God. And that's why they tried to throw him over the cliff when he said that. All right. 
Isaiah 45, verses 22 and 23. It says that to me every knee shall bow, every tongue take an oath. Does that f sound familiar to you? And so that, that is, uh, that's referencing yod heh vav -Heh as the Lord and also uh, El, which is the Almighty One. So every knee shall bow and every tongue confess to El, the Almighty One, to yod heh vav -Heh, Jehovah God. And so, of course, as you know, uh, on the next slide, Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 through 11, Therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of those in heaven and of those on the earth and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. To the glory of the Father. So now who, who is every knee going to bow to and every tongue confess to? That's our Jesus, amen? He is Jehovah God. He is El. He is the Almighty One. Next we have um, Exodus chapter 20, verse 5, and this is part of the Ten Commandments list. And uh, it says, um, uh, you shall not bow down to them, and the, the them is like false gods and idols, you shall not bow down to them nor serve them, for I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God. And then in Luke chapter 4, verse 8, uh, Jesus is being tempted by Satan. And Satan's, of course, trying to get Jesus to worship Satan. And Jesus is having no part of that. And this is what Jesus says to him. You shall worship the Lord your God and him only. So who's supposed to get worshiped? God, and the reference in Exodus 20 was Jehovah God, yod heh vav -Heh. That's the one we're supposed to worship. And now the next several slides are going to go kind of fast, but we're going to look at numerous scriptures, maybe not a lot of scriptures, but a few, um, <coughs> where angels and people are worshiping Jesus. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 6, let all the angels of God worship Jesus. Matthew chapter 2, verse 11, they worshiped Jesus. Matthew chapter 14, verse 33, they worshiped Jesus. Matthew chapter 28, verse 9, they worship Jesus. Matthew chapter 28, verse 17, they worship Jesus. John chapter 9, verse 38, they worship who? Jesus. So now, you know, Jesus rebuked Satan for saying that you should worship somebody who's not God. But here's all these people worshiping Jesus. Did he rebuke any of them? Why not? Because he is God. That's right. Next, we have God's throne is forever. Psalm chapter 45, verse 6 through 7. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. You love righteousness and hate wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. And uh, the reference there is uh, the, the Hebrew word Elohim. Elohim is, is in the Old Testament a lot. And it means supreme God. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And that word God is the Hebrew word Elohim. And that im on the end 
it means plural. Now, it doesn't mean that gods, with an S, created the heavens and the earth. We don't have a plural group of gods that we worship. We are not polytheists. We worship one God. Amen? And, and that's the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. God is three very distinct and unique persons, but there's only one God. Amen? So this is interesting because and then in the next slide, Matthew, I'm not Matthew, Hebrews chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, it takes that same scripture that we just looked at, Psalm 45, verse 6 and 7, and it, and it restates it verbatim, except it gives us a little revelation because it inserts the word son to make it very clear who we're talking about. But to the son, he says, your throne, O God, is forever and ever, a scepter of righteousness, a scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. God, your God, may sound a little odd to you, but, you know, when God talks to God, he calls God God. So that clears it up, doesn't it? So, so God is calling Jesus God. You know, if God calls Jesus God, maybe we ought to also. What do you think? Psalm 102, verse 25. Of you, you, of, I'm sorry, you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. And the, the reference there in context is uh, the name of God, El, or the, the Almighty One. So who laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your, of your hands? It is the Almighty One, L. And then in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 10, there's that same scripture from Psalm 102 restated, but this time it's talking about Jesus. If you don't believe me, take a note. Go back and read Hebrews chapter 1, and you will discover, yes, this is Jesus we're talking about here. You, Lord Jesus, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. So Jesus is El, he is the Almighty One. Next, Jesus, or God is the only Savior. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 11, I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. And that is, um, the Lord is yod heh or Jehovah God. So there's no Savior but Jehovah God. Now we get to Titus chapter 2, verse 13 on the next slide. Looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, who? Jesus Christ. So, Jesus Christ is yod heh vav -Hey. He is Jehovah God. He is the only Savior. Amen? You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of um, Reinhard Bunke. You know, he passed away back in 2019. And Reinhard Bonnke put it this way. He said, when Israel needed to be saved, God sent Moses. But when you and I needed to be saved, he didn't send anyone. He came and did it himself. That's the God that we love, amen? 
That's the Jesus that we celebrate. That's why it's called the gospel. It's good news. That's why all the angels were going crazy when they announced his birth, when he was coming into the world, because it wasn't. You see, the, the cults think that Jesus is God's little buddy. The cults think that Jesus is Satan's brother. The cults think that Jesus is just some kind of created being. Is that what the Bible says? That's right. All right. God is our shepherd. Good old Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That word Lord is yod heh vav -Heh. That's Jehovah God. Jehovah God is our shepherd. And then on the next slide, there's Jesus. He's speaking in John chapter 10, verses 11 and 14. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. You know, the Bible says that God purchased the church with his own blood. Amen? He gave his life for the sheep. Next, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And the, the context there, that is yod heh vav -Hey, Jehovah God. So get ready for the coming of Jehovah God to the earth. All right, so then we see in the next slide, John chapter 1, verse 23, and this is John the Baptist speaking. And he quotes that verbatim. And he says, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now, you know... John the Baptist didn't speak English. So the word Lord did not come out of his mouth when he said that. And there was no Greek New Testament for give some other kind of word. He was quoting Hebrew scripture. So what was coming out of his mouth? Hebrew scripture. And what does the Hebrew scripture say? Make straight the way of what? yod heh vav -Hey, Jehovah God. So he's saying, I have come to make the way for Jehovah God. I have come to make the way for the one who is prophesied in Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. I would say Jesus is God. How about you? Isn't it interesting that John the Baptist knew that this, his cousin was Jehovah God? Man, that's an interesting family. But guess what? We're all in that family now, aren't we? All right. Here's your son of man. Daniel chapter 7, verse 13. says, the son of man coming with the clouds of heaven. And if you, if you study that in, in Daniel chapter 7, you'll see that the context there, it, when it says son of man, it's referring to yod heh vav -Hey, Jehovah God. So it's saying Jehovah God will be coming with the clouds of heaven. And so, you know, Jesus referred to himself in the Gospels as son of man a lot, didn't he? 
I always, you know, thought, you know, son of man makes it sound like, well, he's the offspring of mankind. Maybe he's just trying to sound humble and stay under the radar, stay out of trouble, and not get crucified on day one. But actually, son of man was a very, very bold statement. When, he, when Jesus said he was the son of man, he's saying, I am Jehovah God. That was a very, very radical thing for Jesus to say. So next time you read the Gospels, watch for Son of Man and see how many times that pops up and you realize Jesus is saying over and over and over again, I am Jehovah God. All right, next, Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 5 through 6. I'm going to skip down to verse 6. It says, um, his name by which he will be called the Lord our righteousness. And that word Lord is yod heh vav -Heh, or Jehovah God. So the, it's saying the Messiah's name will be called Jehovah God. The Messiah's name is going to be yod heh vav -Heh. The Messiah's name is going to be Yahweh. And then, of course, you know, the Lord our righteousness, as, as New Testament Christians, we're all very aware, aren't we, that Jesus is our righteousness, right? So on the next slide, we have 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. Um, as an example, uh, but of him... You are in Christ Jesus who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. And, of course, good old, you know, 2 Corinthians 5.21, you can hardly leave that one out, right? God made him who had no sin to be sin for us that we would become the righteousness of God. And so our righteousness is in Jesus, and the Old Testament says that the one who becomes our righteousness is none other than Jehovah God. Amen? not God's little buddy, not Satan's brother. Next, God is our rock. Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 3 and 4. It says in verse 4, he is the rock that's spelled with the capital R, right, signifying deity. So whoever the rock is, he is, that's the name of the Lord, right? It says that's the name of the Lord is the rock. And the word Lord is yod heh vav -Heh, and it says, ascribe greatness to our God, and that word is Elohim. Elohim is a great picture of the Trinity as well, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. He's the rock. Now we get to, on the next slide, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. For they and the they there is the Old Testament saints, they drank of that spiritual rock, spelled with a capital R, that followed them, and that rock was Christ. So Jesus is the rock talked about in Deuteronomy chapter 32. Amen? He is yod heh vav -Heh. He is Elohim. All right. I got, got one more pretty cool little thing to show you and and I think this has been presented in this church maybe a long time ago and I thought it'd be great to bring it back I think Pastor Sam I think like one of the first times I came here back in 2006 you got up and and preached this I don't know if you even remember it was a long time ago I remember Pastor Sam said I'm not a Hebrew scholar but this is cool John chapter 19, verses 19 and 20. Now Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth. 
the king of the Jews. And it was written in Hebrew, Greek, and Latin. And then let's look at the next slide. And here's a picture of what that might have looked like. And the writing across the top line is the Hebrew. Now let's go to the slide after that. And uh, we're going to look at the top line of that as well because that's the Hebrew. That's the part we're interested in. Um, in Hebrew, as you probably know, you read Hebrew from right to left instead of left to right. And so the first letter of a Hebrew word is on the right-hand end of it instead of on the left-hand end of it. And so we're starting at the right-hand end, and it, it says, you know, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. And so that's one, two, three, four words, right? And that's what, uh, what you see up there, four words. And so Jesus is Yeshua, and that is, uh, starts with the, the Hebrew letter uh, Yud or Yod. Next word is Av Nazareth, and that starts with the letter He. Next is the King, and that starts with the Hebrew letter Vav. And last is of the Jews, and that starts with the letter He also. So guess what was written over Jesus' head as he was hanging on the cross? This is this is who is on the cross. Yod He Vav He. Now this is not something subtle that people missed. The Jewish teachers saw this and they were quite upset about this. This was very noticeable to them. And they went to Pontius Pilate and they said, man, you've got to do something about this. You can't let that stay up there. Pontius is like, forget about it, man. It is what it is. Take a hike. And so that was what was placed over Jesus' head. That's who he is. Amen? So you might think it said Jesus of Nazareth, but it also said yod Hey, vav Hey. So my last slide for the presentation is next. Jesus is God. So maybe by around next Saturday, if somebody says, hey, what did y'all talk about at church last Sunday? Do you think you can remember those three words? Say it with me. I didn't say it. I said say it with me. Jesus is God. I'm just messing with you. All right. I still have a little bit more for you because I'd like for you to stand up now, and we have a few more slides. Um, this is, you could call it a confession or a declaration or, you know, something snazzy like that. It's your opportunity to proclaim out of your own mouth the revelation that you just now received. Is that a cool deal? All right. Some people like that. All right. So repeat after me. I believe there is only one God. I believe the Father is fully God. I believe the Holy Spirit is fully God. I believe Jesus is fully God. I believe in the Holy Trinity. 
I confess with my lips. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is yod Hey vav Hey. Jesus is Yehovah. There was no God before Jesus. There will be no God after Jesus. Besides Jesus, there is no God. Besides Jesus, there is no Savior. Holy Spirit, take everything revealed to me through your word today and burn it into my heart and burn it into my mind burn it into my soul and weave it into every part of my being and give me the boldness to proclaim this truth to all the heavens and all the earth that Jesus Christ is God and our lives are accountable to him and we can be saved to the uttermost when we call upon his name. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. You know, there's one other thing I'd, I'd like to, to say. I probably should, should y'all can sit down. Should have shared this earlier, too. There, there, there's a false teaching called Jesus only. I want to make it absolutely clear that is definitely not what we're talking about today. Jesus only says this. There's no, not really any Father. There's not really any Holy Spirit. There's just Jesus. Jesus is the Father. Jesus is the Holy. So there's, there's no Trinity. So the Father is not a distinct person of the Godhead. That's what they teach and so forth. So I want you to be real clear on this. If you ever hear anybody say that it's only Jesus, you need to start asking a few questions to make sure you know what they're talking about. Amen? Amen. All right. Now, Sam, you want to close it out in prayer? All right. I gave him a chance. You know, Y'all could have got off easy. Huh? All right. Well, Heavenly Father, we, we give you thanks and praise for the holy anointed word of God. We thank you, Lord, for the revelation that we've received today. We thank you, Lord, that, that although we were very familiar with a lot of this, that, God, you have done a great work in our hearts today, and you have grounded us in the word of God today. You have given us faith today because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the next time that we close our eyes and bow our heads and pray to you, we have a better understanding of, of who we're talking to. And when we hear from you, we've we got a better understanding of who we're hearing from. We thank you, Lord, uh, that when you give us a command in your word and you say you need to feed the poor, you need to preach the gospel, that we know who's given us those orders. We thank you, Lord, for a greater, greater revelation of who Jesus is. And we thank you, Lord, that, that we're not done because there's always more. So we give you glory and praise. And everybody said, amen. Y'all be blessed and have a blessed, blessed week. May the Lord heal your bodies. 
work miracles in your finances and just do everything that you need according to his riches and glory in Jesus' name. Amen.